This is episode 19 of the Shauna K Show. Welcome to the Shauna K Show. I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti-aging specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. I'm super excited to have today's guest, Phil Ferris. Now, Phil is the host of the Never Too Late for Fitness radio show. He's the best-selling author of the book, Never Too Late, 21 Strategies to Reclaim Your Fitness After 50, and a boomer health advocate who's committed to helping people over 50 discover the right fitness and lifestyle solutions so they can lead fuller, longer, healthier, and happier lives. In his philosophy... Uh, It was born when he realized that uh, health and fitness solutions that served him in his 30s and 40s were no longer appropriate for meeting his lifestyle demands and life goals. In his 50s, Phil encountered injuries and health challenges that made him refocus his efforts on finding the best solutions for leading the active lifestyle he desired. Instead of designing a lifestyle based on his past, Phil began exploring health and fitness options that prepared him for his future. By accepting some of his body's limitations and focusing on what was important in his life, he was able to discover a health and fitness lifestyle that was effective and sustainable. Now today, Phil is still on a quest to find new and more effective solutions for winning the game of life. He is excited to share the stories, experiences, and expertise of health and fitness professionals who help people over 50 find solutions for living longer, healthier, and happier lives. The focus on Never Too Late for Fitness Radio is not about getting a six-pack in 30 days or for people looking for the next magic bullet. The show looks at new and effective solutions for the everyday people over 50 who want to look good, feel good, and move without pain uh, to be active and live a fun, productive, and fulfilling life. Hey, Phil, it is so great to have you on the Shauna K Show. Well, thank you so much for, for having me. I've been a, been a big fan of yours for years, and, and I'm really, uh, really, very pleased that you've uh, invited me to be here. Well, I was so interested to hear about your radio show, Never Too Late for Fitness Radio. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it got started? Sure. My, my show is designed to connect fitness professional, professionals and business people um, with the people over 50 uh, so that the people over 50 can learn new strategies, programs, uh, and products that are designed to help them get fit, stay fit, and live a longer, healthier, happier life. Uh, what I found is the fitness industry is still very youth-oriented, and um, they're really slow to recognize the 50-plus market, and which is what I was in. And so I wanted to give people options, because I know that as I was looking for options and answers for my fitness questions, um, there weren't a lot out there. The standard were um, you know, I wasn't looking to get a six-pack ab, but I was looking to uh, increase strength and, and lose fat, but from a perspective of someone in their 60s. Right. Uh, and 
so my journey led me to find there are other people out there that really understand the issues of people over 50, the, the challenges they have, that they still have goals. They still want to do a lot of things in their life. Um, and so what we try and do is to showcase those people that they kind of get it and will help them understand that you still can do these things, but there's still some challenges you have to go through to, um, uh, or recognize, um, when you do that, my goals in my sixties are different from the goals that I had when I was 20 and 30. And that's true for most people. So absolutely. Yeah. I just, I love it because I, I totally agree with you that the, the fitness industry is so based on, you know, young people and the solutions for twenties, thirties, forties don't necessarily hold true for those of us in our 50s and and upward. And what I'm finding and and thrilled about is I get women filling in questionnaires that are in their 70s, 80s, even one that was 91. So the young people that think, hey, once you're past 60, once you're past 70, you know, people don't care about their health or fitness, what they look like in their mirror, how their clothes fit. You know what? It it it's not true. We're all uh, getting a lot more health conscious. And so it's great that you're providing this, you know, this information and these options for people like us that are, that are, you know, just getting better with time. That's right. And I also share success stories um, because it's, it's, you know, people like us that accomplish things. I interviewed a 71 year old man that uh, just did a 21 minute plank. Now, that's not wow. a real record, but it is impressive since the average person has trouble doing it for more than a minute. That's so, amazing. Yeah, and, and, that's great to inspire people that way. And, and then, a, then a woman that lost 20 pounds with, by doing belly dancing, and she's in her 60s. Um, nice. And it's, I think the message there was the fact that she found something she really liked, and so she stayed with it. And because of that, she got the results she wanted, which is a, a, a very – trim and athletic body in a non-traditional kind of way. Nice. And, so, and most of the people that she goes and performs with are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. And right. she, she loves it. So she does it. So if you love it, you'll do it. That That is such a strong and powerful message uh, that, you know, everybody needs to hear because oftentimes they, they look at, you know, what's the best thing to do. And, you know, sometimes you hear that it's hit or that it's weightlifting or, and if that's not in somebody, you know, doesn't like it, then it's just less likely that they're going to do it. So the, the message is to find something you love because there are many ways to find success and be healthy. Um, why, why do you think that women in particular, you know, 50 and plus should be focusing on fitness at all? Well, there's two reasons. One is, um, and this is a broad generalization, but it, it speaks to the, to the majority of the people that I, that I talk to and that I meet in the gyms, is that uh, a woman at, at 50, um, a lot of time has spent most of her life putting other people first, um, either the family or the career or both for many times. And all of a sudden she gets to this point and she says, she looks in the mirror and says, I don't like what I see. I've gained weight. Yeah. I've lost strength. My energy has gone. Uh, and more importantly, they've lost confidence in how they look and feel about themselves. And, yes. uh, and the solutions they've tried have been the short-term quick fix uh, media bullet of a diet. And yep. that only aims, it only adds to that and compounds the problem because they'll fail. And that just adds to their failure. Oh, I can't do this. Correct. I, I don't and deserve it. this. And, and there's certain, uh, uh, I guess, language, internal dialogue that starts going, which is not very productive. 
and then they frame it in everything. And, oh, I can't do this. You know, I was yes. meant to be overweight. And um, the other issue is just the health issue because at 50, their age trajectory starts to become very important because if they don't change some things, it's going to start going down very rapidly and they'll lose independence and things that are minor irritants, like maybe just being a little overweight can turn to obesity or diabetes or um, chronic pain can turn into arthritis and osteoporosis. And all those things can be changed. They still have time. They're still young enough. There's still plenty of time to make those changes, but they have to recognize that what their lifestyle and their habits have been up till now have created the body they have. And they have to right. they have to change that. And yes. that's sometimes hard for women to accept that, okay, I got to do something different and I got to put me first. Yeah, that's really hard. That's one of my, that's one of my messages in everything I try and try and put out is self-care because women do everything for everybody else. And that self-care is always on the back burner. And women tend to think maybe it's a bit selfish but I try and hammer home that, you know what, it's, it's self-respecting. And the fact is, is all those people around you will benefit when you are healthier. So self-care is so important. Uh, I just love every part of what you said. I can't, I can't love it more. Um, but what are some of the common concerns or fears that women have when it comes to fitness? Like women over 50 in particular. I, I think what it is, is that they say it's too late. Right. Um, my ship has sailed. Uh, this is my lot in life. I just have to accept wearing clothes I don't like and a body I don't feel comfortable in. Uh, telling myself I can't do those things anymore. Um, and because I've tried and failed in the past, that's what's going to happen in the future. But you and I know that there are countless women over 50 that have totally transformed their lives yes. uh, to live the life that they want. And I'm not talking about the Hollywood uh, biggest loser type of transformation. I yep. women that craft a lifestyle, um, they get their fitness level to fit the lifestyle they want, whether it's gardening, kayaking, biking, right. hiking, and they're able to move better and feel better. Um, and and, and they, they, this transformation is not just the physical part. It's the, um, the biggest thing I see is, is the confidence they get in themselves and just how they carry themselves. Yes. Uh, an example is a woman named the name of Jill, and she was in her you know, mid-late 60s, and she started noticing that she couldn't keep up with her grandkids, and that when she got up off of the ground, it was took a little longer to get up than she liked. And she said, you know, I'm not going to be the grandparent that takes her kids to the park and then sits on a bench and watches them. So right. She, so, so she went and got a personal trainer, and she says, you got to train me. And yeah. he said, what do you want to do? And she says, I want to be able to play Soccer. I want to play baseball. I want to be able to play basketball with my grandkids. So he trained her like an athlete. Nice. So, you know, the idea is, you know, it's, it's a, you know, a woman in her late sixties, but she did strength training. She did mobility training. She did ladder work. Um, you know, she did core work and she got stronger. She got her endurance went up. She said, I was, I was always kind of athletic, but I, but I was never strong. And yeah. she said, I became aware of that when I couldn't pick up the grandkids and stuff. And she said, now I can pick them up. I can hug them and they're five to 11 years old now. And she said, when we play, I go out and I play with them, you know, nice. I'm, I'm able to do it. And, you know, one of the, the, I guess the drawbacks or consequences, she sometimes they forget I'm 
71. Older. <laughs> and they'll give me an elbow. You know, yeah. they'll kick me on the shin and I get a bruise. And she said, but that's kind of my red badge of courage that says, okay, I was out there in the plane. I love it. And, yeah. and so fitness is a part of her life, just like her grandkids are a part right. of her life. And so, yeah. so, so that's what I mean by the transformation from, I want to sit on the bench to, hey, let's go out and, you know, let's go out and shoot some hoops or let's go out and kick the ball around. Yeah, I want to be a player. And I find that, you know, it's a slippery slope to sitting on the bench because as you sit on the bench, you know, it's a slippery slope to sitting more because you just tend to lose more and more mobility. So then you actually, and functionality. And so then you have to sit more and then it's really difficult to get into the game. So I know that there are some strong reservations to getting in the game when you're 50 thinking, okay, well, I haven't done much since since junior high, but there's so, you know, finding the the right person or program to get you moving in a slow and gentle way in, in appropriate ways that you want to move. It's so possible. Like you might not want to just jump into say a CrossFit session. <laughs> like, you know, we have to be realistic about it, but there is just so much we can do because our body is programmed to move. Right. So we just, we just give it the right stimulus at the right uh, intensity and we'll be so surprised at, at what can be done, at, even at an, I don't want to say an advanced age, but I have clients that are, you know, in their 60s and 70s doing, doing amazing things. Absolutely. I see it all the time. I mean, and, and they're, um, you know, uh, it, 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 be, it becomes part of their life, um, you know, just like brushing their teeth or eating, working yeah. out appropriate yeah. to what they want to be able to do is part of what they do. And, and I asked, why do, you, why do you still do this? He says, because it helps me do the things I want to do. I think getting to the, the reason why and really peeling the onion, like the woman that wanted to play with her grandkids, she had a solid reason right. to want to move. So I think that, you know, women, if, if, if we can really determine why, why do I want to look and feel better and be healthier? And then on that day where, you know, you're feeling a little lackluster, just come back to the reason. Well, I, I really want to move with my kids. Okay, well, let's get moving then. So having that real reason why you want to stay healthy and functional and just re- revisiting that is super important. What are, what are the common mistakes that you see uh, people make as they kind of, you know, if they're venturing into this? I think once they make the decision, they say, okay, I need to, I need to improve my fitness. Um, one of the biggest things I see is they think that steady state cardio and light weights is going to help them reach their fitness goals. And, right. you know, cardio is not bad. It's moving, which is right. great. So that's so that, but um, the more you do cardio, the more you need to get the same results. And so yeah. their expectation is, well, if I do, you know, 38 minutes of walking is good. I'll do an hour and an hour and a half. And then they, there's a period of time where they just plateau. They don't get results and they get frustrated. Yeah. Um, Plus, they can build up inflammation in their body. Uh, boredom takes place, the frustration. Um, and, and so for there, it's, it's the recommendation is you got to add some intervals. And when I say high-intensity intervals, that's relative to a person's fitness level. Yes. Uh, we just had we had four women in working on a team uh, training event the other day in the gym. And one was on a steep incline sprinting. Another one was on a flat walking fast. Third one was jogging, and the fourth one just was on an incline and walking. 
Their nice. goal was to get to a seven or an eight in terms of their out of breath, oh. their exertion level. And yeah. once they reached that, they could do it for 30 seconds and then they would recover. And they started becoming aware of what their body took yeah. to do that. And so each one was accomplishing their fitness goal, doing something different. And the intensity was very different. Yeah. Each one, it accomplished the same goal, which was forcing the heart rate to uh, rise and to recover. And it also revved up their metabolism, which is nice. what you're trying to do with with, uh, with the cardio part. Plus, they aren't spending as much time doing that to get the same kind of results. Absolutely. Yes. We're singing the same song here, Phil. I it's, just go on and on about this. <laughs> now, the, the other thing is, is around weights. And, and this is... Um, I'll see in our gym, if you go to the left, you're going to the weights and on the right is the cardio. And most of the women over 50 just take a right turn and they never make the turn back to the left. Right. I'll see, you know, young girls in their, in their teens and early twenties working, going into the weight room, doing squats, doing deadlifts. And they do that because they were introduced to it usually through sports. Yeah. and And so they're very comfortable there. Women, on the other hand, that if they're in the fit, they weren't exposed to that, and so they think light weights, ten pound weights, and so they'll. Yeah. I'm I'm doing weight training. I'll do my ten curls with five pounds, and then they don't get results. And and they have to understand that strength training or weight, you know, because you can use you can use resistance bands, you can do machines. It's yeah. progressive resistance that they have to force the muscle to work, mm-hmm. and it's not doing what you just like to do. It's it's you have to have balance, and you have to understand. Um, if you aren't forcing your body to, to adapt, it, it, it's not going to grow. And, and you really want to force it to grow, uh, to put on the muscle mass, which will increase your metabolism, which will make it easier for you to lose weight. Um, right. And stay more functional. Absolutely. And, and, and they, uh, and some women say, well, I don't want to get bulky. And, and, you know, their fear is if I touch a 50 pound weight, I'm going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that's not true. Exactly. If only it was so easy, Phil, right? So so, put that out of your mind. This is about you feeling, you know, uh, better about yourself and and, uh, taking control of your own fitness. Yeah. And I, I, you know, the whole idea is progressive resistance. So the idea is that you're not going to go to that 300 pound deadlift on day one. But you can't also start with a 10-pound deadlift because you lift up your purse sometimes or your grandkid or your groceries and it's more than 10 pounds. So we have to find the happy medium where it's gently challenging you because if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So it's just finding that happy place of a little bit of challenge without overtaxing. I think that's one one of women's strengths though is that I've trained both men and women and men tend to be a bit more competitive and let that competitive edge kind of edge out common sense sometimes, <laughs> right? Guilty as charged. Right. And women tend to be less competitive, but then I have to push them a little bit more. Like you can lift a bit more, you can do a bit more because we're all stronger than we, excuse me, than we think. So that, that is great advice that, yeah, we just can't. We just can't necessarily walk to to meet our goals. We always have to be doing something a bit challenging, and we have to meet at our own level. I've always had I, up until recently, Phil. I haven't really been sharing what I've been doing in my own fitness journey because I felt like, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm nutty that they have to do what I do. But 
I have to do what I do because I've had this history of fitness behind me. If you have no history of fitness behind you, you got to start where you're at. But the point is, is wherever you're at, you can be making progress. Absolutely. And, and, and one of the things that I recommend is that uh, get a personal trainer or join a small group fitness group where there's a personal trainer that can teach you the proper way of using whatever the equipment the, the, the weights, the resistance, whatever it is, so that you use proper form, so yeah. that you, you, you get the mind-body connection of lifting weight, so that you're actually into not doing three sets of 10, but you're actually working that muscle, whether it be the bicep, the tricep, or the, the, the glutes, and you actually feel what it's like. So yes. they understand that what I'm doing, uh, once they understand that, they can say, well, I can, I can lift more. Yes. It's not yes. so much how many reps as I can, f- and they start feeling strength. Yes. And and, and what I what I like uh, is when women finally get that confidence, they know what they're doing in the gym. Yeah. And they know how to lift. Uh, and you're talking about you encouraging most women. You can do more. Oh, I can't. I can't. Just try this. Right. Go, just oh, put wow, it down I, if it's too I, much. Wow, I did that. Yeah. And, and then, it's you just feel invincible. It's like, holy man, like you have such a feeling of empowerment when you've done something you might not have thought you could do before. It's just like you can take on the world then. I can see the women in the gym that have that and they have a certain swagger. Yeah. When they walk into, whether it be the machines or whatever, they go in, they know exactly where to put the, you know, the pins, they know what level to set it at and they get their workout and they do perfect form. And when they have a, you know, they're not afraid to let out a grunt every once in a while. They're pushing the extra uh, yep. because they know they're pushing, but they're not hurting themselves because they've got to that point where they have confidence in their body. Yeah. So they can yeah. actually do and, and, and they're actually performing the exercise as opposed to going through the, the ritual of it. Yeah. It's a big difference, but it's just, I say how they walk and how they carry themselves. And you know, that's, and, and I've had several summaries. It's great to feel strong at 70. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned about picking up my grandson. Right. Right. Bend down. I can pick him up and or pick her up. And so that's that's the confidence things that it can give you. Um, Again, this works for men and women, but I notice it with women because you see this transformation of the way they handle themselves in the gym from, oh, I don't know what I'm doing to, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this. And, you know, no qualms about it because they they have that confidence. And then because they know they're going to get results, they can feel how their body's changing. Uh, Yeah. and so that's that's the fun part. And, that happens. and the big thing, too, is that, you know, connecting the dots between what you're doing in terms of fitness and how that relates to quality of life. You know, it, it, it means that you're going to be so much more functional and enjoy long, you know, long past that person that is not exercising where you're going to be able to you know, stay in your own home and, you know, someone in their fifties, like I'm not thinking about, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be going to a, to a home where I can't take care of myself. Like that's not in on my radar yet. But I mean, I have to say that I, my dad is in a retirement home now he's in his eighties and I look around and it's like that, that puts the fear of God in me that when I get to my workout, it's like, I don't want to be, you know, I want to stay as independent as long as I can. And in terms of brain function, the the studies that show how how exercise can, you know, increase, you know, your your capacity to uh for brain function and and stave off, 
Alzheimer's and memory loss. And like, there's just study after study that shows that this is the fountain of youth. And let me share a quick story. Just a couple of weeks ago, um, a member came up to me and a very petite um, woman that I found out is 82 years old. And she said, uh, do you have a, a six-month membership? And I said, well, why six months? She said, well, I, I may not be coming here after six months. <laughs> and I go, oh, oh okay. Would, you know, can you tell me why? And she said, well, you see, I have Parkinson's. And um, I'm not sure that I will be able to continue to drive myself here. And once I can't drive myself here, I won't be able to work out. And so I started talking to her about, well, what do you do? And, and, and she said, you know, I've been working out and I've been, I do weight training. And she does the machine workout. She's very, 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 very diligent about it. Uh, comes in three, four times a, a week. And she said, um, I just noticed that um, I've stopped progressing, that I, I, oh. I, I'm, not, I'm not adding the weights that I used to. And so I know that at some point it's going to be a decrease. And she said, I can handle the tremors. He says, but the loss of strength when I can't buckle myself up, you know, to get in the car, uh, then that becomes, uh, you know, a threat to my independence. And right. so she said, um, so she said, sometimes I have trouble pulling the pins out, of the machines to, to get it adjusted. And I said, whenever you need, <laughs> just we'll help you do that adjustment. But she comes in, she works out for about 45 minutes. She always has a smile, never complains. Nice. Uh, and she says, uh, as long as I can drive myself, I'm going to keep coming here because strength training is the best prescription I have at fighting this disease. Nice. And so many people lift to lose weight. They lift to um, look better. Uh, Audrey lifts to live. Nice. And so she's my hero. I mean, because she does it. She says, I, this is something I can control about this disease. I'm not going to let the disease beat me. I'm going, to, I'm going to be here as long as I can doing so, so I can do the things I still love doing. And so uh, I go that, that for me, I, 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 every time she comes in, she smiles, we talk and uh, I see her go about, you know, she's a warrior in the, in, in the weight room and uh, yeah, in that, life, in life, what, what an inspiration, like something that we can all learn from that at the end of the day, you know, eating well and exercising, it really is about, you know, it, yes, it's about vanity and looking better in the mirror and all that kind of stuff. But, but really, it is about life when it comes down to it, because our health is something that we don't value until it starts to fail. So I would encourage any woman over 50 that's listening right now to do a strong think about what are you doing to take care of your health? And if you're not really taking care of it, when are you going to start? So uh, I just loved, you know, your message. I, I strongly encourage women to, to get over to your, to your radio show and where can we find you? Uh, if you go to never too late for fitness okay. com, yep. um, it's part of the uh, business innovators radio network. Um, okay. but it'd be, you know, www.nevertoolateforfitness and.com. And I will definitely have a link in the show notes. And like I said, I encourage everybody to get over there because you're constantly sharing the inspirational stories that will help and, and solutions because, you know, we're a growing population and we need those solutions because we really need to be 
looking out for our fitness in maybe, you know, innovative and new ways that our 20 and 30 something trainers might not understand yet. So it's great for, for us 50 and over somethings to be providing these solutions. So I really appreciate you being on the, the Shauna K podcast with us. Um, Phil, and like I said, I'll have your link in the show notes. And thank you again. Well, thank you so much for having me, and and, and just reminding people that there there is hope. There are options, and uh, you know it's never too late for fitness. If not now, when? Absolutely. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna K Show. Head to podcast.shaunakay.com for show notes and more. See you next time.